It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome back to Carcone Carney. I'm James Van Osdell, still broadcasting, recording from captivity. It's quarantine, Cone Carney. Now, if you just, if you're watching this live, or even if you're listening or watching after the fact, earlier tonight, it's a twofer. We did two, or we're doing two podcasts tonight. I talked to Sandy King Carpenter, wife of legendary director John Carpenter herself, a comic publisher, writer, producer. She's been involved in so many movie projects. Super interesting. If you're into movies or comics, Check out that interview. I love talking to Sandy King Carpenter. Also, I would encourage you, I will encourage you, I am encouraging you to sign up for the Carcoon Carney email list. Now, my goal with an email list isn't to be like a slimy marketing dude. I'm going to share information that I think you might care about, upcoming guests, maybe some contest stuff when I can do live events again, uh, stuff like that. If you sign up for the email list, which you can do right from the homepage of carconcarney.com, you will be in the running for a $50 gift card generously donated by our friends at Byron's Hot Dogs. I love Byron's Hot Dogs. Two locations in Chicago. There's one in Irving Park and then one on Lawrence Avenue, just west of Ashland. And uh, that opportunity runs through the end of the month. But uh, sign up for the email list uh, just so we can communicate and I can let you know what's going on. Because sometimes Facebook doesn't always connect with people. It's that algorithmic thing. So that all out of the way, my guest this time for this episode, he is Kurt DeGroote. He is the man behind Project Fire Buddies. Kurt, thank you for joining us. Hey, how you doing, James? It's an honor to be on your show, buddy. Well, the, the honor is mine. Explain what Fire Buddies is right out of the gate so people know what we're talking about. All right. So Project Fire Buddies, to simplify it, the easiest way is uh, firefighters create relationships with uh, children battling childhood cancer and other life-threatening illnesses. So with, with that whole thing, and I'm going to throw out Make-A-Wish, great organization, incredible, but we kind of looked at some of the things they were doing, and we kind of built our own, but let's, let's do it kind of similar to what they had going on because they're so successful and they're doing well with it, but let's put a different spin on it, but with the firemen. So I, I remember, I mean, when my kids were little, there was nothing more thrilling than seeing a fire truck. I mean, it was it, driving the car fire truck and like all yep. things stopped i mean yeah. there is th that wide-eyed wonder when the sirens go off and the, the truck goes down the street it is the most wholesome thrill that kids have so i you're tapping into a little bit of that yeah it's incredible you know i mean it, it's the, the reason we kind of started it you know and, and kind of started to build with it was as we go on calls and we see it you know we're coming back from calls, sirens are off and we're driving down the street and kids are always waving to us and you know, and smiling and we're always beeping the horn, you know, they're always pulling on the, on the, on, for the horn. And, and it, it's kind of cool, you know, it's, it's, they put a smile on their face, just driving by, you know? So explain exactly what you do for these kids. These are kids with horrible illnesses. You mentioned cancer and there are certainly other illnesses that just are hell and just ravage these poor kids. Tell me, tell me what you do. All right. So, we started off grassroots, very basic grassroots type of thing. Um, so as in the fire service, we go on calls all the time. Uh, we see, you know, minimal stuff to the worst of the worst. And when you leave a call, sometimes you have that empty feeling. 
you know, and when it comes to kids, you know, I, I mean, I have kids, you have kids. When you have a call for a kid and you see the situation, you get back to the firehouse. Now we did our job. We did everything we could. We, we transported them and we, we did everything. But when we're looking at it, it's like, we got to do more. Like, like there's gotta be something more we can do. Right. And then just remember racking our brains and talking about it with my partners. And I was coming home from talking about it with my wife. We transported a young man. We kept transporting him. He was uh, spiking a fever. And every time he spiked a fever, we'd have to bring him to the ER. Now it was, it wasn't a major call or anything, but you saw what this kid was going through. You saw the struggles you saw, you know, just, just in the household, just with the families and everything. And I couldn't imagine that. And it's like, what, what can we do? You know? And I, I, you know, I bounced some ideas off, off my bride, bounced some ideas off my partners. And I went to the chief and I'm like, Hey, I want to do something more. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no idea how it's going to work, but can I do it? And he's like, Kurt, go for it. I love it. Let's, let's figure something out and just, just run with it. So we started off very basic, you know, going over to the kid's house, playing, uh, playing air hockey, playing board games, playing video games. And so now these kids are looking at us like we're superheroes, right? And we're just firemen. But in actuality, we're actually looking at these kids like they're the superheroes, yeah. you know? And, and it's, so you get like a twofold on that, you know, and, and we go in there and you see how courageous and, and how tough these kids are. And it's inspiring. You know, and it, it almost is like we're looking up to them. You know, we kind of walk in with a fake facade like they're looking up to us. But in reality, they're the true heroes. I, it's and, amazing to me how resilient and tough kids are, especially in those situations. I, absolutely. It, it really is astonishing. The, the stuff that they can endure when they have to. It, it's you're right. It's heroic. Yes. Yes. So building off that, I mean, it was very small and we we're we were kind of doing that and and we our first struggle, and, and I'll try to break it up, try to bring it a little bit smaller so it doesn't go so long, is we had to find these other kids. But there's laws, HIPAA laws, where, you know, we, I started reaching out to the hospitals and they wouldn't give me any kind of information because they couldn't. It's against the law. Right. And I'm like, right. well, how about if you just if, if you see a kid in our area, have them contact me? And they're like, well, we don't even know where they live. We, we don't get that information, you know, and I'm like, all right, that is kind of tough. So I remember and I this, this area is Oak Lawn. Uh, I'm in Oak Forest. Oak Forest. So Oak Forest. I, I, I'm a member of the Oak Forest Fire Department. Um, we just started a chapter in Oak Lawn and we're going to be starting other chapters in other towns, too. We're in talks now. Um, so we reached out to the schools. You know, I gave them my cell phone, my email and said, hey, if, if you know any kids, uh, we reached out to the principals, counselors and stuff. And once we did that, then we started getting families contacting me. And, and that started building up. And how long and, ago was this? Uh, four years ago, four okay. and a half years ago. So then here's the, the pivotal, one of the, one of the big transitions that we made was we had a young man that was 17 years old. Now this kid was a stud soccer player at the high school level, like just a phenomenal athlete. And he, he had bone cancer and it was tragic. And we found out about him. And now I'm thinking about it and it's like fire truck isn't so cool to a 17 year old. You know, it's like, it, it, if we go play a video game with a 17 year old, he's going to be like, really mom, you, you invite <laughs> these guys over. So we had to think of something different. We had to think outside the box. And I, 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 I so given he was soccer player. Now this young man, he had to get his leg amputated. So it was, 
tough deal. We wanted to do something special. So we, we always use the phrase, we throw like 50 darts at the wall and see which one sticks, sure. right? And we aim big. We always go big or go home. And looking at it, I reached out to the Chicago Fire Soccer team. They contacted me back. They're like, okay, what do you got going on? And I'm like, well, I have this kid. And I gave them a story. And they're like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I want them to go to a game. I want them to go on the field. I want them to meet the players. Like, give this kid the once-in-a-lifetime experience. And they laughed at me at first. They're, they kind of laughed. They're like, I don't know if that's possible. And I'm like, well, come on. It's got to be possible, right? And they're like, well, let me talk to my boss and see what we can do. They called me back about an hour later, and they're like, we're going to do this. Great. And they sent him to a playoff game. He got to go on the field, meet the players. One of the players actually was a pediatric cancer survivor. So they exchanged phone numbers. And, I mean, they're still in contact to this day. I love so, that. So it was incredible. So from that, I remember coming home, and you know, I remember telling my wife about it. I was so excited, you know, when you get home. And I'm like, I'm like you won't believe what they did. And, and she's like, that's really cool. And she's like, why don't you do that for everyone? And I'm like, all right, yeah, why don't we do that for everyone? So that's when we started building it. I started looking at like the stuff Make-A-Wish did and mm -hmm. other charities did. You know, I kind of watched, took kind of watched what they did and kind of changed and made our own thing out of it, you know? And so now we're at that point. We have a lot of supporters. Our, 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 our support system on social media is incredible. Um, the people in the town, people outside of the town, outside the state, the amount of just just uh, knowledge and, and, and how much they they embrace us is incredible. So we're able to build on that. And I mean, do you want to hear more experiences? Because I can give you a list of them. I, I, honestly, I think that'll tell the story better than any kind of biographical right. stuff. It, it, it's so interesting. Before you even do that, Kurt. Yeah, I find myself, you know, for many years through my twenties and even through my thirties, I didn't really do much along the lines of charitable work or, or helping others. I think you yeah. hit a certain point in life where you're like, what am I doing? Why am I not doing more to help people? Right. It, right. Like when you talked about kind of your wife saying, why don't you just do this for everybody? It's, it was like one of those light bulb moments. Like, of course, why don't I? And I, I get I? that. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, well, my God, what more can I be doing? Cause I know I'm not doing enough. And right. I, you, reach a, you reach a certain point in life. Where you're like, I need to do more. I absolutely yeah. need to do more whatever it takes. So yeah. I, I love that you found that spark. Yeah. I guess, I guess you always look at the motive of trying to leave the world a little bit better place than we found it. Right. Right. On. And so building on that, on that one, uh, we had a young man that was, uh, he was, I think he was 12 years old and he was a big, big football fan. He played football and he uh, ended up having a tumor on his cervical spine. So football was kind of out the window for him and we, we wanted to do something special for him. So we reached out to the Chicago Bears. And now you just can't call the Chicago Bears and ask for something. So it's it's somebody knows somebody, right? I mean, that's why I'm on your show. Somebody knows somebody, right? There's there's always a guy that knows a guy. And, and 100%. So, so you got to find it's that. The, it's the Chicago way. Let's yes, absolutely. Makes the world go round. Uh -huh. So I reached out to a couple friends, you know, that, that, that just embrace the program and everything. And I'm like, hey, who do you know? Or do you know somebody that knows somebody? And we kind of built on that. And I got a call back from the Chicago Bears, and they sent this young man to a primetime game, let him go on the field for warm-ups. He hung out with the McCaskey family, hung out, hung out with Richard Dent. You know, it, it was an incredible experience. You know, he's, it's a primetime game. 
he's on the Bears field. He's never been to a Bears game ever in his life. Wow. So him and his family got, 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 you know, they got the complete VIP treatment. So then building on that, we had a young man, tough. He had a very brutal diagnosis. I mean, um, great kid. Um, and it's a heartbreaking story, but he's a phenomenal young man. And uh, he's never really experienced a Bulls game, Blackhawks game, but he liked it. He watched it on TV, enjoyed it. So we sent this young man to a Blackhawks game, uh, contacted the Blackhawks. And again, it's that guy, you know, guy kind of bouncing those around. He, uh, they, they sent him and his family. They put him right against the glass. You know, he got to watch the game afterwards. He got to go to the locker room, hang out with the players. Duncan Keith was like his personal assistant the whole, the whole time, hung out with oh, him wow. the whole time. So, I mean, it was, it was a really cool, cool situation. And then we had uh, another young man go to a Bulls game. And he was a big Zach Levine fan, which is a point guard for the Bulls. So we contacted the Bulls, same, same routine. He got to go on the floor for warm-ups. He warmed up with Zach Levine on the floor. They're sitting courtside. Got to sit on the Bulls bench. Like, they brought him his own jersey. Like, That's star hilarious. treatment to the team. It was, it was incredible. Now, building on that, it's not just going to a sports game. It's not just doing things. Um, so, our mutual friend, Brent Sopel, he's a, he's a big supporter of the organization, a big supporter of his, great organization. And, Brent Sopel, uh, former Chicago Blackhawk. Yes. Yes. Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup champ. champ. Yep. Stanley Cup champ. Uh, we had a young man that uh, had brain cancer, not, not brain cancer. I'm sorry. He had brain surgery. He uh, just got home, got released from brain surgery. Now this kid is uh, he's special needs. He's got a, a lot of different issues. He had to get a shunt replaced in his uh, brain. So he came home, he was having a tough run. And I, I texted, texted his mom and, and I'm like, Hey, uh, when are you guys going to come home? She gave me the date. I contacted Brent, you know, and, and Brent was, I know Brent's a busy man. He, he's going hundred miles an hour all day, every day. And I'm like, and, and so getting time away from him, you know, you're always, you, you always want to ask something, but you're a little nervous about it. You know? And I'm like, this is what I got, Brent. What do you think? He's like, I'll see you at noon. And I'm like, all right, perfect. So, yeah, I mean, he came out to the, came over to my house. We drove over to the kid's house and the kids on the, um, this, it's like a Special Olympics uh, Chicago Blackhawks team. Um, I might be saying it wrong. It might not be Special Olympics. It's like special needs, but it's it's like, you know, it's kind of similar to a Special Olympics, but the, the Blackhawks team went there. Brent signed his jersey, signed all these photos, all this memorabilia for him. It was, it was a cool, cool experience. And I'm going to keep going if that's all right. I'll I keep going. My- I mean, and, and just to kind of recenter this, yeah. You really are. You mentioned make a wish a couple times and make a wish is granting stated wishes. You're kind of taking these individual situations and just thinking what cool and wonderful things can we do for these people? Yes. Yeah. That, that you're, you're using the solutions you have at your disposal. How can we make their lives better? If only for a day. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And, and we're not, we're not just a one and done. It's not, Hey, we're going to, we're going to send you to this. We still do those things. We still go over. I mean, granted COVID is kind of uh, pumped the brakes on us a little bit, but so we can't go and hang out at their house as much now, you know, and play different games. Um, but we still have that. We still build that re- relationship. The parents know if they have any questions, they can always call us, you know, we're all paramedics. So that, that helps in those times. Yeah. And 
um, we, Chris, Christmas, we try to just spoil the kids. We do these a big Christmas drive. I get their, their wish list and we create lasting relationships out of this. I love that. And, and I, I know that I, I guess the one time that really gave, uh, gave all of us on our board, I, I have a great executive board and my, my go-to guy on my board is Ryan Ballard. I mean, this guy puts in so much work and he puts in a lot of work behind the scenes. You know, he did our website, the guy, the guy is, he's a guru and his work ethic is incredible, incredible. And we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for him. Um, so he's more the computer guy and emails and all this other stuff. My wife does these emails and I'm a construction worker and a fireman. I'm not too much the email guy. So they, uh, they take those reins and, and right. You, you find people who compliment what you do. Absolutely. Very thankful for it. Uh, but when we first got these Christmas lists, because I remember four years ago when we started this, that was kind of the moment that we realized that we definitely need to be here because our Christmas list, the first Christmas list I got was for this young girl and she had a really rough go, very ill, very sick. And her mom sent me the Christmas list and, and the Christmas list was clothes for my elf on a shelf and socks. Like that was the big list. And I, I, I was almost heartbroken and I'm like, yeah. think bigger, way bigger. And she's like, well, that's really all she wants. And, and now you got to realize that in which most people don't, we, we drive by, we see people, we you know, may see a kid in, in the store that you're like, oh, he's probably uh, battling cancer. But we, what we don't realize and what I didn't realize until I started seeing it is most of the time, both parents are working when a kid gets diagnosed one parent stops working. Right. So, and then all the medical treatments and those funds and everything they're doing at home and all the time spent away from home, the, the driving back and forth. So they have incredible expenses. And, and I, I never realized how, how, how much they actually had to deal with. So. Yeah. It's, it's debil- The cost is debilitating the, the time without a doubt. spent and, and the, the finances. It is absolutely debilitating without a doubt. And, and it's, so that's when we kind of knew that we need to keep doing this Christmas drive. And I, I, I went, to, I got the list and it, sometimes it's pulling teeth. Like really it is, you know, and it's because they're so humble. Right. And they're like, well, just something, you know, minimal. And it's like, no, go big or go home. We want something big. Let's go big, you know? And, and they, and they, and, and after a lot of text messages and a lot of phone calls, we, we tend to get those lists. I mean, we bring over video game systems, 65 inch TVs, like we, we try to go all out for the kids, you know, and we, we, they give us a list and they're like, go ahead, pick, pick a couple things off the list. They're like, no, we're going to take the whole list. They're like, we'll take care of this. And then only, it's only possible because of our sponsors, you know, and if, if, if we didn't have the support of, of our town, like the town of Oak Forest is incredible for how much they support this program. The city administrators embrace it. Everybody that lives in the town embraces it. And we wouldn't be able to do any of this if it wasn't for them. And we get to show them, you know, we show them on social media, like, Hey, thank you. You bought this gift. Look at where it's going, you know, and they get that, that, that feel, you know, and in a time when everything is so negative, right. I mean, 2020 has been negativity overload. Yeah. Talk about debilitating. I've said it on the show time and again this year. I mean, I got to a point where I just, 
had to stop reading the news after like 4 p.m. It's that same principle. You hear people say, I can't have coffee or drink Coca-Cola after four because I won't be able to sleep. I got that way with the news. Like, I just can't. I, absolutely. Absolutely. Ruin me. And so, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's been overwhelming. So, yeah. yeah. In a year where that is pervasive, when I heard your story or the, or the story of Project Firebodies, I'm like, oh, this is exactly the kind of thing I want to talk about right now. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And, and that's what we get. We got our refill on it. I mean, you see all the negativity and then, you know, we kind of, we kind of built a bridge per se, and people are using that bridge. You know, we had an idea and the only reason, you know, I didn't do anything special. I had an idea. Everybody else did, did everything special. They answered the call. Right. And, and that's what we're asked to do as firefighters and paramedics. We answer the call, right? Well, now we've gotten a whole group of all of our supporters that are answering the call and, and allowing us to complete this. And, and that's, that's the most incredible part. I mean, and um, going back on the relationship building. So we had two fire buddies this year that uh, unfortunately passed away. Very heartbreaking. They, they just lost their fight. And uh, so those, those, the two kids are, it, it, it's it's hard not to get choked up, so I apologize. Um, but great kids to see the kind of uh, relationship that we build with these kids, which was incredible. Which I never realized was these kids were on hospice. Everybody knew what was going to happen. We were always given updates. We try to visit anytime we could. Just just hearing you say the sentence "kids in hospice" is just it's heartbreaking. Oh man, heartbreaking. And and to see that the relationship that we built with these families. On, on both kids on their last day, the, the families called us to be there. They, they asked for us to be there for them, you know, and when we went there, it, that's when we, we realized, you know, it, everybody that's a part of Project Fire, we, we all looked at each other and we're like, we, we offer some level of comfort, you know, and, and it was, it was such a, a humbling honor to, to actually be in, be in, be there for them. And to, to support them on, on their last breath, you know, and, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to move my screen a little bit here. So one of them's right there. Noah Hylek Strong. I keep him, we keep his flag. Noah, Noah's just, Noah's our, one of our fire buddy angels, man. He's always looking out for us and he's always here for us. I love hearing that. So you started in Oak Forest, you've spread to Oaklawn. I, I think the biggest question for you with this vision, which is clearly the right vision, and it's something that is meaningful and resonant, how do you scale this up? I mean, do, right. do, you, do you outreach to other fire departments across the country? And how do you even approach? I mean, that's, that's it's a task that you can't really throw your arms around. It's just, it's too big. Go big or go home, James. Come on. Fair. But all I mean, right? this, this, you need, you need like a battery of people with we, doing we, outreach all day long. So we have that. We have that to an extent. You know, we have our executive board. Um, and then we have, I, I have a Rolodex on my phone of volunteers. People are always telling me, you ever need anything, let us know. Let us know. I know they're going to regret that one day by saying <laughs> that, but I'm going to take them up on their offers. Uh, our goal in five years is to be nationwide. Um, every, every single department needs a project fire buddies program. Uh, Oak Lawn is a larger uh, town and uh, they got a great Oak Lawn already has a, a, they, they do so much good in their town as it is that 
we knew we would be a perfect fit for them. You know, their, their, their union, their local out there, their guys are passionate. They're, they're, they're really trying to get in there. They, they have the children's hospital, there, uh, advocates children hospital in town. They have a good relationship with them and they're already doing phenomenal things. And if we can build upon that, that's, that's the whole idea. You know, it's, it's let's, let's get over there and build. And they're a larger department. We're going to see how it runs there. We have, four different departments that are large, large departments that have reached out. I don't want to say their names anything right. yet until we get the okay. Um, but I see us going live. We, we got contacted from a department out in South Carolina. Um, so it, it's moving forward, Great. you know, and, and, and here's the twofold thing with the whole thing. So as I told you, firemen, every time we turn on the lights and sirens, we're going to a call. We're greeted with screams. Um, um, sadness, you know, and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's people call us on the worst day of their life. Right. Right. Now as kind of a healing thing for the guys that are involved, when we turn those lights and sirens on, we're greeted with smiles. You know, we're, we're greeted with doing, doing, you know, making somebody's day and, and there was no pain involved, you know? So it's kind of a cool, cool mix for the guys. You know, a lot of the guys, whenever you bring something new to the firehouse life, you're going to hit a lot of speed bumps, you know, and they're like, everyone's a little, eh, we never did this before, you know, it's never been done that way. And once they experience it, you know, I mean, everybody's embraced it. Hey, you got a great staff, you know, it's great people that are involved, but as we keep building, we'll keep going, you know, uh, that is a really interesting point you brought up. The, the Everyone working on the truck deserves a chance to be, have their guard down. Yeah. And without a doubt. And just take in being part of the community. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So it, what do you have going on right now? You're doing, you're doing something for Christmas, right? Or for the holidays? Yeah. So we have a Christmas drive uh, right now. Uh, Ryan Ballard set up my form and uh, it's, it's pinned to the top of our Facebook page and people can fill out the form, submit it. We'll send them an email on uh, what kind of gift we need them to get. You know, we get all the lists, we look at the value of what this costs and that cost, and we kind of put it together and then, okay, you know, you know, people put, you know, I can only spend $10. Awesome. Perfect. No problem. Some people are, we can spend a thousand dollars. Incredible. But we'll send them the list. Can you get this, this, and this, you know, and, and it's been, uh, we, we've been given a lot of support and it's a really cool thing. Um, I, I do want to say that, you know, I, I brought up Brent and how great he was. The reason we became a, a 501c3 nonprofit was actually from Kendall Coyne Schofield. She's an Olympic gold medalist for the women's hockey team. Fastest, fastest woman on ice. She was just hired by the Blackhawks as one of the first uh, female coaches. Incredible. She's, she's, she's an incredible human being. Her husband is Michael Schofield. He plays for the Carolina Panthers. They have the uh, organization called Schofield Family Foundation. And when they saw what we were doing, now, Michael Schofield's dad is actually a fire chief in a neighboring town. So it, there's there's, there there's some connection yeah. there, uh -huh. you know. And they reached out to us when we, uh, our last year drive. And, you know, we, we had a party where we had the 501st uh, Midwest Garrison. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's all the guys that dress up, guys and gals that dress up in all the Star Wars costumes. And we had a little pizza party. This was pre-COVID, of course. But we had a pizza party at the firehouse for our, all the fire buddies and you know the, the the whole firehouse was filled with star wars people 
Kendall Coyne, Michael Schofield, you know, he's got a Super Bowl trophy. She's got her gold medals and silver medals. It was, it was a pretty cool experience. Being there, you know, Kendall's asking me, you know, so where are you at with starting the 501c3? And because that's where you're going to get your corporate sponsors. It's sure. the only way. It's the only way you're going to grow. It's it's legitimacy. Yes, without a doubt. You know, and, and it shows full transparency of everything mm-hmm. going on. And, and that's the way we wanted it. And I'm like, I keep sending it to the you know state of Illinois. And again, construction worker, fireman. I, I just wasn't trained in that area, you know, and I kept sending it. And every time you send something to the state of Illinois or any state, really, for any kind of licensing, you wait six weeks. They send it back to you and like, oh, you forgot this. You do that, you send it back, and you ended up doing it wrong again. So it's like I, I was lost. It's hurry up and, and wait. Right. So she she's like, well, my dad uh, actually set up ours, and I'll, I'll have him set yours up. And I'm like, awesome. This is incredible. Now, before we had this, all of the money for Project Fire Buddies, unless it was like gifts that we actually did a drive, all of the money for Fire Buddies has been coming out of like our executive board's like checkbook, our own personal checkbook to make this because we all believed in it to keep it going. And so we need to get that 501 C3 because there's always things that pop up, you know, and, and uh, there's a lot of fees to get that licensing and all that stuff. And I remember Kendall coming to that pizza party and she's like, Hey, my dad has it all set. He he sent it in. And by the way, I'm going to take care of all the fees. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I was floored, you know? And so I will, forever ever be be grateful anybody that has ever done anything for us i i'm i'll, I'll remember it till the day i die you know i mean it's just we wouldn't be there if it wasn't for for our supporters i do we have james i wish i wish i could have shared i wish i could share it right now but we have a young man and uh he is he's he's finishing his treatment we, he's been a fire buddy for three and a half years and we decided to reach out to some big names and uh, because mom was trying to put together a, a video collage for family and friends. And we're like, okay, that, that, that sounds pretty cool. What, how can we make this cooler? And we reached out, we threw about 40 darts. We'll call them emails mm-hmm. to different people. And the response that we got from pretty, some high level uh, celebrities. So if you, if, if you watch, if you follow project fire buddies, or if you don't, please do it now. Cause you're going to see that come out in a few weeks here. And I love it. It's going to be incredible. Project Fire Buddies on Facebook. I, I love, I love what you're doing. I, I, I think it is so important and so, it's just wonderful. It's just, it, it, thank you. It, it makes me feel good to have this conversation and know that guys like you are doing this. Uh, dude, it's a team effort. I'll be honest with you, man. I, again, I was just a guy with an idea. Everybody else took the ball and ran, and it's incredible. I mean. I mean, my kids, my kids embrace it. My kids are, are my laborers. My, my wife's my laborer. My, every guy at the firehouse, my laborer, you know, and anybody that wanted to be a part of it, it's, I know I could see that look on their eyes when I'm like, oh, hey, by the way. And, and they're like, what's he going to ask me to do now? But they, they always embrace it. And they always follow through. It's, it's very fortunate to have all that. Aside from Project Fire Buddies, can I ask you a cliche question? Yeah. You're a fire, fire, firefighter. Can you cook? Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. Always cook. I, so the only thing with me is I, I'm a, I'm a meat guy, right? I, I'm not, I'm not a vegan. So that's yeah, the only I gotta thing say, is, we just met. You didn't even need to tell me that. I, yeah. 
you are an Oak Forest firefighter. I, I wouldn't expect you to be busting out the Beyond Burgers. Yeah, no, no. But I mean, we can we we make some pretty killer meals. I I was a cook at uh, an Italian restaurant in high school, so that helped me out a lot to learn different recipes and I learned how to make everything from scratch and all that stuff. So it, it's it's I, I I enjoy cooking. I, I try to cook as often as possible at the firehouse, and it's good. I think Thanksgiving should be switched to Thanksgiving. I'm just throwing it out there. Dude, no one really likes turkey. Let's be honest. Yeah, right, right. I mean, I can get that at the deli. I can't get uh, steak at the deli. You know? Leave the sides, but yes, forget the turkey. Yeah. Uh, so while I'm on the topic of the firehouse, you and everyone there, everyone safe and okay. It's been a not awesome year, and I know it's scary for you guys to be doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, I mean, it's definitely we've we've encountered some several obstacles, you know, every department has, I mean, we see it in the hospitals too. I, I feel bad for all the nurses out there and all the doctors, you know, I, I mean, we, it, there's, there's pros and cons to every job. You know, you look at the paramedic and firemen and then you look at nurses and doctors, you know, and it's, it's nurses and doctors. They do have a more controlled environment, which is a positive for them, but we leave our patients eventually, you know, we, we, our patients to treat, bring them in, and take them to, you know, the, the doctors and the nurses and have them take care of them. They're not coming out of that situation. You know, they're there for 12 hours a day, sometimes longer. Right. And we work 24 hour shifts, but we have smaller patient uh, contact as, as they do. So our obstacles that we see um, are definitely tough. Uh, we, we've seen, uh, we've, been, we've been very busy, a lot of calls. A lot of, we got to be, you know, on top of safety, you know, sanitizing, which we do. We're, we're all over it. Um, you know, PPE and all that stuff, you know, the first round when it first came out, everybody was scrambling for PPE, you know, and we were fortunate to have a decent amount. We got a good infectious disease control officer. He does a good job taking care of us. And as, as we build on all this and, and we get all these calls and then, and then we walk in, we see the nurses, they're exhausted. The doctors are exhausted. There's 40 people, 50 people in the waiting room and they've been there for nine hours. Like, I can't imagine what they're going through. You know, I, I can see our calls, but I can't. They're, they're, I, my heart goes out to all of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything that they're doing that you guys are doing on the front lines, thank you for all, all that you do. And uh, Project Fire Buddies, I love it. We'll, we'll follow you on Facebook. We'll support you. Uh, it really is. It, it, it's just awesome. So thanks. Thanks for your work all, thanks, all around. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. I appreciate in and out it. Of the fire, in and out of the firehouse. Thanks for what you do. Absolutely. Thank you.